This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your hosts for the next radio hour, the mortgage mom, Deanne Kitsera, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. All right, good afternoon. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm doing fabulous, Mark. How are you? I am very good. Very good. I'm very excited here to be back on Saturday at 1 o'clock. I like this time slot for us. Uh, I had a few people call us. And if you want to ask us a question about uh, real estate, mortgages, commercial, residential, whatever, give us a call. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. And we're here every week to answer your questions and keep you informed because the media is not talking about how great the real estate market is, but we are. And you can listen to this show and past shows at our website, goodnewsinrealestate.com, and also at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today, Dean? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes. We have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And we also have our mortgage mom topic. Which is what? Should we still refi? Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) All right, Mark, we also have our questions. I have a contract with a real estate agent to sell a house. I have found out the company that she's working with is out of business. She is Uh now with a new agency. Is my contract with her still valid? That's a good question. Next question is, I am a new buyer. My agent that I just met asked me to sign a contract with them. I just met them and I'm still a little nervous about locking myself in for a long time. I really don't know them. What advice do you have? Another good question. Next question is what should I do to learn about a homeowners association before I move in? And last question mark is how long should I list my house with an agent? Forever. Ever. <laughs> Until it's sold. We also have our topic of the day. Is the American dream of owning a home under attack? Yes. <laughs> but Mark, first, give us your motivational quote. All right. Never be afraid to try something new. Remember, amateurs built the ark. Professionals built the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be scared. Take a shot and build it. That's, That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so where are we at? Mark, we're up to the market report. And there is the bell. 
So anyway, home sales prices in Philadelphia rose dramatically in 2020, up nearly 13% overall, and even more so in certain neighborhoods. I was looking at a map of appreciation by neighborhood. Some of them were, like, shocking. Uh, in southwest Philadelphia, for instance, the average home price rose 22% in the last year. North Philadelphia went up 19%, 17%. Outer neighborhoods far outpaced the city's traditional areas of growth, like Center City, Fishtown, South Philly. Historically speaking, uh, this is one, one of the biggest growths ever in Center City, uh, and by far, certain neighborhoods. And this appreciation in the neighborhoods it's some, something like we've never seen before. You know, usually like it's one neighborhood, but it's spreading all over. It's spreading I mean, all plus, over. Well, it, it's supply and demand. Yeah. Plus, we're such a bargain. And the people from New York and Jersey are fleeing the Philly because of the taxes. And uh, demand is high. Taken as a whole, you know, going up 12, 13% in a year, that's like great. I mean, if yeah, you're, and- you know. What's 12% of 300 grand, you know? That's like a, that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. So it's getting really good. And we're much more affordable than New York and Washington and uh, even Jersey. And two reasons for the high, high, the high prices. And this is is this historically low inventory because we are in uncharted territory. In general, usually it used to be about seven, eight thousand houses for sale on the market in any given month. Now we're running like two, three thousand, twenty-five hundred. I mean, we're at a one point nine month supply of inventory, which a normal market is six months. That's how low the inventory is, and that's going to keep driving these prices up because there's nothing to pick up. I was pick from i was watching a thing on facebook and it was all these realtors complaining about it and i blamed it all on them they didn't like it too much but i did I said, it's all <laughs> you your- usually I said, do <laughs> yeah i do there was a whole mess of them and i said it's all your fault and they were like what what i said well if you stay in touch with your friends and tell them what's going on a lot of them would list their houses but they don't know because the media don't talk about it but uh like one neighborhood in west philadelphia the average home price went from 85 a year ago to 120 this year in one year they jumped that much that's insane that's stunning for a rise for a single year so we're in unprecedented ground so and million dollar homes sales they hit a record high last year of prices over a million and uh we're seeing it spreading out and the map i was looking at was really i wish i could show the audience the map i mean i guess you could look for it somewhere find a map of appreciation of philadelphia but the market is just it's all good news and the media just doesn't talk about it because it is good news and then another big thing that happened during this pandemic since last april americans collectively got rid of 82.9 billion dollars in credit card debt and that figure is significant Giving the consumers usually add yearly like $50 billion in credit card debt. So during that whole pandemic, people were getting rid of debt and got rid of $82.9 billion in debt. Well, that's that's basically what my segment is about is, you know, that's what people have to realize because there is so much equity in the homes and the rates are still low. They're much lower than the credit card debt. Yeah. And big time. I got one. I I just want to get rid of bad. But uh, 
I can't do anything yet, but I'm going to be doing this soon. But also, U.S. business leaders are expected to cut fewer jobs, growing numbers plan to sharply hire and give employees raises. So that's why I don't like that $15 an hour thing, because you let the market take care of itself, and it usually does. Because owners, uh, owners and CEOs, once they're comp- competing for talent, they're going to pay. So the economic outlook, it looks good. It indicated they did a research. 36% of the CEOs plan to pay to pay do pay increases for their employees, more than 3% in the next 12 months, up from 22% of previously done last September. And 12% expect to cut jobs in the next year, and that's down from 34%. The survey was con- conducted between January 14th and January 29th also found that 45% of CEOs expect to increase capital spending. That means they're expanding, which is good, up from 25% in September, and 47% expect to expand their workforce. That's all good indicators of the economy. I'm just hoping this new administration don't go tinkering too much, too much enforcement, too many new rules, and stay out of the way. You know, if government stays out of the way, the economy will grow. So. And keep the rates down. Wait, keep the rates down. So tell us about the rates. In speaking, fact. speaking of rates, 30-year fixed rate. Now, everybody's, my phone has been blowing up. People are saying, oh, my God, the rates, the rates. You know, the rates, did they go up? Yes, they went up a quarter. They went up sometimes a half. It depends on the day. But your 30-year fixed is 2.875 to 3%. Okay, right. still historic right. low. Your 30-year FHA, anywhere from 2.75 to 2.8, um, yeah, 2.75 to 2.875%. Your 15-year is going to be 2.625. Mark, these are still really, really low rates. There is no reason for people to go into panic. We are under 3.5%. We're under 4%. It's still yeah. an amazing time to purchase and to do a refinance. And historically, over time... The average rate runs around seven, eight percent historically. That's I remember crazy. my first house when uh, our peanut farmer was president was eighteen <laughs> percent, and I was I was happy when I locked in. <laughs> but but historically, average rates like seven, eight percent, and here we are in the twos and the threes. So it is time to do it. All right. So with that, there are great rates. Call the aunt; she'll hook you up, get you down to two six, save you a ton of money. You're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210. WPHD, all positive, all the time. So where are we at, Dan? So, Mark, we are up to your funny story. So here's one for you. So this very successful real estate broker had a meeting with his new son-in-law. And he goes, I love my daughter, and I now welcome you into the family, said the man. To show you how much we care for you, I am making you a 50-50 partner in my real estate office. All you have to do is go to the office every day, learn the business. And the son-in-law interrupted. He goes, 
I hate office work. I, and I can't stand real estate agents. The father-in-law says, I see. He goes, well, then you'll work in the office and take charge of some of the paperwork. He goes, I hate paperwork, said the son-in-law. I can't stand being stuck behind a desk all day. The father-in-law says, wait a minute. I just made you half owner of my real estate office, but you don't like the office. You don't like agents. You don't want to work in an office. What am I going to do with you? He goes, easy. You buy me out. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> if you have a funny story you'd like to hear, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it is time for the Mortgage Mom segment with Deanne Katsaris, the Mortgage Mom. And our topic is, should we still refi? So, Mark, I, I literally had a whole different... Um, topic planned out for today but um over you know the over this past week we have you know a pipeline full of people that are looking to refinance and everyone is calling in a panic saying should they still refi should they still refi and the answer to that is absolutely so are we at the two and a half are we at the 2.625 rate not right now no and will we get there there's i can't make that promise but again as i just said huh you need a crystal ball to know that. That crystal ball broke about four years ago. Um, <laughs> you know, usually, you know, back then we used to be able to predict some of the rates, but that's not that's not an option right now. But everyone has to realize that, you know, when they're talking to Uncle Harry or the dentist and they're talking about, oh, I'm in the middle of refinancing, and they say, oh no, the rates are up right now. You should you should hold off and you should wait. What are you going to yeah. wait for? If you're saving two hundred, three hundred dollars a month on your mortgage payment where the rates are right now you should definitely take advantage of it get it done and move on the other point to that is there's you talk about having equity you know in the properties everybody nobody's had so much equity there's so much credit card debt still out there there's people that want to redo their kitchen there's people that want to redo their bathroom there's basements that want to get done there's there's a whole vast of home improvements that people want to do yeah. And don't know where they're going to get that that cash from. And you can take that equity out of the property and still have a lower payment than what you have now. Right. By by doing not only are you using some of the equity in the property, but you know, if you do the right renovations, that's only going to increase the value of the property. We've right. talked about that on a couple shows where you know, doing a kitchen, adding a bathroom, granite countertops, you know, see where you're going to get the most bang for your buck. Because taking the equity out of the house and doing some kind of rehab is also going to add more value to the property. And and some of that stuff, you're going to make it up in a year with the way we're appreciating. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But I mean, again, the media is, you know, talking, you know, you look on the internet, you Google what the rates, oh, the rates are high. The rates are not high. Have they gone up a little bit? Yes. But I can't stress enough that people still need to take advantage of this time and lower their payment. And it's not that difficult. I mean, we can take a look at their most recent mortgage statement, do an analysis for them, and decide if it's going to be a win-win situation. We, I have a woman right now, her interest rate is at 4.25%. She's looking to take about $50,000 of cash out of her property, right. pay off some credit card debt, and her payment is still $125 less a month. Yeah, that's How, how is that it's, not a win-win? That's a definitely a win-win. So by doing that, you know, you're increasing your monthly cash flow, 
right? So you're not making that credit card payment every month. $75 here, $25 here. If you have six credit cards that you're paying, you know, 25 to $30 a month on, and you can wipe that out, not only are you saving the interest, right, that you're paying, because if you're only making the minimum payment on that, you're never going to pay it off. Right, especially with some of them with 25% interest rates. Sure. Yeah, with, without a doubt. It's something that, you know, we'll do an analysis for you. We'll take a look at the situation, but let's find out what your goals are. You know, why are you refinancing? Are, do, do you want to just shorten the term, go to a 15-year term or a 20-year term? Now is the time to take advantage of this. Um, you know, it it's just a win-win situation. And you know what, Mark? If it's not a win-win, I'm going to let you know. I'm going right, to suggest gonna that this probably isn't the best time for you to do this right now right and you know it's an analysis but they should call you anyway because at least they'll know like and and maybe whatever they have a plan at least right and and if you don't ask the answer is no right so i mean it it doesn't cost anything it doesn't hurt anything but this this has never been such a win-win situation you know to be able to take advantage of it and there's there's things that you can do maybe you have a car payment you know where you were actually going to buy out the car at the end of it you know pay the car off right get rid of so, that payment so just be my my point to this all is just be careful with the gloom and doom of what the media is saying and what the interest rates are because with the equity in the property with the credit card debt that people still have it's definitely a win-win situation for everyone yeah, and, and the housing market's going to be booming for the next few years, and we're not facing any kind of bubble or anything that, but you want to take advantage of these rates. You know, eventually we're going to be over four or something like that. We could get back, we're going to get back to normal. Like when we started the show 11 years ago, I think the rates were like four and a half, almost five. You and know? you couldn't wait. No, you wanted the rates to go to 5%. We used to talk about it all the time. You couldn't wait for it to go to 5% because of you know how it was going to help the economy and the industry and this and that. Yeah, because I thought it would help get people's attention and then they would start making moves. Right. But, uh, but that was still low. You know, that, you know, I, and, I, I actually know somebody that re- did, bought a house at a 21% interest rate and they were happy. Of course. <laughs> and they were happy. I, just, I just refinanced someone last week. Um, she was at 9%. And she just she just works all the time. Never really had an idea of where the interest rates were or that she could even do it. We saved her almost $300 a month and paid off all of her credit card. Yeah. So all you and have to that, do... You just made a really good point. The one thing is everybody's busy. And they don't think about it. And they just keep paying the bill, paying the bill. And they don't take time to look into it. Right. You know, evaluate their scenario because life goes by so quick, you know? And exactly. You, yeah, that's just the give whole me a point. call. Mark, all they got to do is give me a call. My number is 609 605 7153. Give me a call. We'll, we'll take a look at your statement. We'll let you know if it's a win win. And then you can make the decision. That's right. You have nothing to lose. Nothing All right, to that lose. was good. That was very All right, good. So I just want to stress that because it just drives me crazy when people say, you know, everybody's freaking out. But anyway, coming up next is going to be our question and answer segment. All right. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. We'll be right back. 
Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. All right, so what's the first one? The first question is, I have a contract with a real estate agent to sell a house. Right. I have found out that the company that she worked for went out of business. She is now with a new agency. Is my contract with her still valid? No. Uh, in fact, it's void. If that company's totally out of business, she needs to write a new listing contract with her new company. And that's, that's scary to the agents because sometimes now, you know, they're not... They tell them you're not, your contract's no good. Now they get to rethink, do I want to renew or, you know, right. but they have to write a new, uh, is it, this is a sale or just a business contract? Agency contract. No. A contract to that. sell a home. Oh, to, oh, it's a listing contract. Yeah. The, no, technically that listing is now inactive tech, by law. And they need to relist the contract with the new company and have it resubmitted into the multiple listing service. Yeah. You need a, a whole new listing contract. A whole new listing contract. Okay. Because it's all about the broker. The agent's just a middle person. They're listed with the broker. And when the broker goes out of business, the company's closed. Got it. All right. What's the next one? All right. Question number two is, I am a new buyer. My agent that I just met asked me to sign a contract with them. I just met them. I'm a little nervous about locking myself in for a long time. I really don't know them. What advice do you have? Well, this happens a lot because you run into buyers. And I'll tell you what I do. If I meet somebody new, I don't know them personally. Somebody referred them to me. And then I, I, I want them to sign up what's called a buyer agency contract with me. Because if they don't sign a contract with me, like I could show them houses and all that stuff. But I'm not on their side. In Pennsylvania and most states, if you don't have a buyer agency contract with your agent, that agent represents the seller. So they might be showing you a house, but in reality, they're on the seller side. And that that's a liability for the agent also. Because if the agent points something out like, oh, you see that leak up in the, it looks like they had a leak up in the corner. And I overheard that and I'm the seller and I know real estate law. I'd be asking that agent, when are you buying a house? <laughs> because, right. you know, he's on my side. So here's what I do. If they don't, you don't know them that good. They just met you. Say, listen, how about if we just sign a contract for like a week? We're going out to look at some houses. Once you get a little more familiar with me, then we can always extend it. That's an easy way to do it. In fact, sure. you, you could list a, You could have a buyer agency contract for one day. Like, say you, they wanted to go out and look at a couple of houses on Sunday, but they were a little nervous because they didn't know you. So you sign a contract, so they're at least on your side for Sunday. And then when they feel more comfortable, you do a longer contract. But you definitely want to have a contract with a buyer agent, a realtor with a buyer agent on your side, or you're unrepresented. They work for the seller. Even though they're acting like they're on your side, and a lot of agents make this mistake, I think due to lack of training, and some of it, lack of nerve, to ask people to sign a contract because they're scared they'll say no, and they don't 
get them to sign this contract until they're actually writing a deal for the house. I asked a mortgage person one time, how many contracts do you have that all the paperwork was dated on the same day? And she came back. She was getting a real estate license. And she went through all of her files. And she came back. She said almost all of them. So these agents wait to the day they're writing the deal on the house. Right. So that means the whole time they were showing them houses, they weren't on their side. You want somebody on your side. So if you're a buyer, you tell the agent, I'm, I want to sign a contract with you so you represent me because you want that. What's the next one? All right. The next question is, what should I do to learn about a homeowners association before I move in? This is a good one because this kind of stuff comes <laughs> up. We just had we just had that question about the flag. What was it? Oh, the political posters. Not too long right. ago. Right. Yeah, you want to know the rules. Now you can get a copy of the rules uh, from the homeowners association, so you know. I would knock on a couple doors and uh, maybe ask a couple homeowners, and hopefully they know. <laughs> <laughs> the rules of the homeowners association because a lot of right. them don't go to the meetings you can go to who's ever the property manager or whatever or who's the head of it and talk to them but you definitely want to know you know what there could be some straight and i would ask here's what i would do are there any like really weird rules like you ask that way and then they'll like <laughs> they'll tell you like oh yeah you, you can't have your, your shrubs can't be over three foot or no flagpoles or no political posters whatever it is they'll know the ones that stick out you know and then the, the other ones are usually boilerplate but ask around ask a couple people that live in a development they'll tell you yeah i mean a lot of times they'll have something you can't vacuum after 10 o'clock at night and or, you know, 8 o'clock in the morning, um, you know, different. Yeah, no, so it no, depends. Cutting your, no cutting your grass before 8 a.m. Right. You know, there, there's all kinds of, and, and there are civic associations. So, you know, we joke about, you know, we've had crazy ones where no showers after 11 o'clock. You know, like, <laughs> weird, like weird ones, you know, because they right. heard the water, water running through the walls, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, do some research because you don't want to buy and then find out there's some, like, really crazy rule that you can't Exactly. What's exactly. All right. The next question is, how long should I list my house with an agent? Well, I always, in Pennsylvania, the law is you can't list the house for more than one year. So usually when I, when I, I make the words come out of my mouth. When Now, in this market, they're probably going to be sold. If the house is in good shape and priced right and you list it today, you're probably going to have a few showings tomorrow and probably multiple offers by the end of the week that's the market we're in but back in 99 i was in a really bad buyer's market and but when i listed a house i would just write down a year and they say a year they say i, I need to sell this house i said i'm going to sell the house yeah but i don't want to wait a year i said no 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 you can only list a house with an agent for a year that's the maximum so, so i say a year so uh, I said, all right, how about six months? And they go, okay. But, and I'd still sell the house. But <laughs> the thing is, you know, you do what you think is comfortable. But don't be ridiculous. Don't, don't just say 30 days. You know, make it a few, few months. But in right. this market, you know, unless you're overpriced and you're not showing, you're not going to show well, or you're the elephant, white elephant on the block, this house is going to be sold very quickly. 
Now, if you're the white elephant on the block, it might take you six months to a year, you know, if it's something weird like mine, the convent, you know, like not everybody, <laughs> you know, not everybody's going to feel comfortable with that. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> you know, usually I always ask for, I always ask for a year, work my way down. You know, if you ask for six months, you get three months. You ask for three months, you get a week. So you ask for a year and then that's what I just always did that. That was just, you know. If you don't ask, the answer is no. That's right. That's right. All right. That was, they were great questions. All right. So coming up next is our topic of the day. Is the American dream of owning a home under attack? All right. Very good. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive. All the time. We'll be right back. Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. Hi, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So how are you, Dan? How are things? Good or what? Things are amazing, Mark. I just, Tom, Tommy and I, my son, just came back from Clearwater, Florida, and we were at an event um, with Freedom Club, which is from mortgage originators just from all over the country. Not the country, but um, you know what I mean. <laughs> and it was yeah. just so nice to be in a room with, you know, like-minded people and share ideas and marketing ideas and just met so many, many amazing people. It was just, it was That's awesome. Cool. I can't wait. I can't wait to go back again. At my real estate school, I don't know, his son came out and everybody wants to get a real estate license. And my <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, oh. And a friend of mine, he's got this app coming out that uh, I'm going to get. Uh, it's a cool app, but I know it might be really good for you too. It's an app, and it's only you get a f first month free, and then it's twenty dollars for a whole year. But what this app does, it's on your phone, and when you're talking to somebody, say you're driving, right. like me and you do a lot, and you're talking to somebody, at the end of the phone call, it says, "Do you want to leave a note?" And you could say, "Yeah, remind me to call Deanne next Thursday at ten a.m." And it puts it right in your calendar, like it's just. I think it'll be really handy for a lot of people, and it, it's just being released. I forget I'm now. I'm forgetting. The yeah, I was going to say. So, how does but, somebody get information on it? Do they call you directly? Yeah. Uh you know what? Next show, I'll, I'll get some better information. But it's like really cool. Okay. It's hitting Google stores uh, Friday, next Friday, I think. But uh, I'm definitely going to try it because that happens to me a lot. I'm driving, and then what are you going to do? You got to pull over, get your calendar out. You know, put it in, right. or write down a note or something, and this thing you just tell it what to do, and it does it. Perfect. For for twenty dollars a year. No, you're right. That's great. Man. Man, that's not even a bar bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So where are we at, Mark? We're up to the topic of the day, and the topic is: Is the American dream of home, owning a home under attack? You know what? And I, the only reason I put this up, because I've been starting to see some of the Zoom, uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter and the doom and gloomers. They're out there and they, they just love. I don't know. I put a cartoon up about uh, it had uh, Mr. Magoo on it. And I said, if you're upset about cartoons, then you're not a happy person. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and there's just these people that like thrive on 
this doom and gloom. And home ownership is down a little bit because a lot more people have rented over the last few years and not due mostly to the millennial group, which is so big. There's 90 million of them. And they started out renting. But the, the you know, housing is the first big step to gaining wealth. Your first investment in life. Your, your first big step to like gaining wealth. And it's, it's not waning. It's, it's getting better. The American dream's alive and well. Now, if you watch the news every day, which I have a friend, Jack, I tell him to stop watching the news. He watches the news all the time. And then he calls me up and he tells me all this doom and gloom. I say, will you stop watching the news? I said, just stop it. You don't need it. You know, I don't even watch the weather anymore. It would, it'd be like, it would be all right if they came on and told me like the five day in the first 10 seconds. No, they want to tell me about today and tune in to nine commercials. And then later in the show, they'll come back and tell me what's. So I just say, Google, what's the weather? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and I don't have to go through who got killed last night or none of that other stuff. So, but the American dream is alive. People are individuals. People want to, they want to succeed. They want to grow. They want other people to succeed. People, I, had a, I taught a class this week, and I told them, I said, listen, probably 98% of the human beings on the earth are good people. But you, if you listen to the media, you're hearing about the 1% or 2%. I said, people are generally good at heart, and they want good things for you, them, their friends, their family. So, you know, I'm not getting into any statistics here. Home ownership's coming up. The rate, it was around 65%. It dropped to one or two points, and then it went back up again. But home ownership has so many values. I mean, it's like, you know, you have some kind of foundation. Like, you got a place you call home, you know, and, and you're part of the community. And it, and it provides, like, emotional identification with your neighborhood and community. I mean, it's good for you. Like, look at it, just what happened over the last 12 months of being stuck in houses and not being able to socialize like usual. Like, look what it did to teenagers with the suicide rates and that stuff, you know? So hopefully that's all going to end and we're going to get back to some normalcy. But, you know, renters are just paying somebody else's mortgage off. But if you own a piece of house, piece of ground on the earth, you know, it's yours. And, and now you're based in something, and and it and it you're part of a community. I think it has it has so much value, so much value. Yeah, of course, there's some downsides. You got to take care of the damn place. You got to pay for it. <laughs> but like, but like in in the end, you know, you could go on great vacations and and all this stuff and travel and all that. But I'm telling you, when you finally get home, you're glad to be home, aren't you? Without a doubt. Like, without a doubt. You come in and, like, you know, the great, that was a great place to visit. But I'm glad to be home. And, and, I, and that, the strength of the nation lies in the homes of its people. Abraham Lincoln said that way back in the 1800s. And that is true today. True today. And, right. and it is a great time to buy. So if you're one of the 48% of the people in Philadelphia that's running, that's listening to this show... You should really have a plan. Call Deanne, call a mortgage person, get a plan together, and be an owner. Own something. You know, so I think it's really important emotionally, 
And then you're leaving something, in, uh, some legacy, too, you know, to your family. Right. Like, Evie, my granddaughter, is already calculating. <laughs> of course she how, is. She, she's already plotting how she's taking over my house. <laughs> That's great. But it's like, uh, you know, it has a lot of emotional rewards. So, anyway, that's my thoughts on it. But I thought the strength of the nation lies in the homes of its people is true. No, it's awesome. It's That's exactly right. true. Well, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> all right. Well, that was a great topic, Mark. And it was different. All right. So, now we're up to our topic with asking Dr. A and how leaders can keep employees' attention during COVID online. Hey, Dr. Abelson, how are you? I'm doing wonderfully. How are the two of you guys? We're good. We're the sun is great. shining up here in Philly, man. It's fun. <laughs> Six, 60-some degrees out. Oh, it's it's summer almost. Yes. There you go. All right, so this is our last segment on how leaders keep employees' attention during COVID since everything's been virtual. So how, go ahead, doctor. You start this. Well, I, the last time we talked about the need to uh, to be in communication with them, um, and and obviously that's already very important. And there's a lot of different ways to be in communication with them. Um, and and I believe what we talked about was this notion of of uh, having uh, periodic meetings with individuals to keep them engaged and things of that nature. Right. When it comes down to it, and this isn't just for COVID, but it's all the time. And one of the one of the biggest problems that some set of managers have is they believe it's fine to uh, downgrade and to minimize others. Um, they never admit that, but what happens sometimes is they actually do that. Well, um, if you're finding as a leader that uh, people aren't available to you, all right, or willing to talk to you, or when they're on the line and you are communicating with them, that they're um, not really engaged with you, okay? They're there, but they're not there, and you can sense that. Uh, in the conversation, there are a couple of possible reasons for that. One of them is that they're not feeling comfortable with you the way you are motivating them. You know, because some right. people believe, you know, in the stick versus the carrot. I'm, I'm a carrot kind of guy um, until me somebody proves me until somebody proves me wrong. And um, right. if they prove me wrong and they're not performing, then I hold them accountable for that in a professional and respectful way. All right. Not right. not making a point to uh, harass them or things of that nature. Um, the other thing that goes with that is, um, is, is there's a need to, and, and this is frequently one of my recommendations all the time, is to ask questions instead of giving yep. answers or being super directive. Because there's ways to ask questions and be directive at the same way. You can, you can channel a journey by asking questions. Well, which way should we go now? Does that make sense? What do you think the outcomes are going to be if you do take that action? You know, things of that nature, because if you can get them to admit that it's not a good idea, instead of you telling them, I don't think it's a good idea, then what will happen is you're going to get much more respect from your staff. You're going to get much more involvement and much more commitment from them to share what's going on. So the best way to do that, especially with COVID, especially when you can't have face-to-face and you can't see all those nonverbal cues, is to ask different questions that get them to come out from wherever they are. That's true all the time because with my teachers and i was up to 18 teachers and when i have on my meeting with my teachers they're all expecting mr warm and fuzzy here to come in and tell them what's going how it's going to go down and, right. and i don't do that 
and I and I learned from you years ago, ten years ago, that good leaders. What I do is I come in, and it's all right to have an agenda, and I tell them a couple things, and then I say to them, "What do you think?" And then the ones that got their arms crossed, that weren't going to be engaged, all of a sudden you open that door, and what happens? All good ideas come out, and that wouldn't have come out if you didn't do that. Exactly. So going in and going in and preaching to the, to the choir, you don't you're going to miss a lot of good opportunities. And they respect you more. And you know what? I have a leadership program that I call the Participatory Benevolent Dictatorship. And the bottom line there is, you don't have to do what they're recommending. All you have to do is demonstrate right. respect for the idea, because sometimes it's not a good idea, and you don't think it is. And sometimes you decide as a leader to go in a direction different from what other people want to do. Right. But that's okay. All, You're the leader. All idea. That's right. All ideas are not a good ideas. So, doctor, we got to wrap it up there. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. It's uh, email me at abelson, A-B-E-L-S-O-N, at eBay. <laughs> net, or just contact us at www.abelson.net. All right, very good, doctor. We'll see you next week. Catch you guys later. All right. All right, if you have any questions, you can email them to Mark at 8029 at comcast.net or give them a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at Deanne Katsaris at comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. And they should especially call Deanne and find out if it if you are a candidate to refine, take advantage of what's going on. And a special thanks to all of our listeners for tuning in, especially at our new time every Saturday at 1 o'clock. We hope you stay loyal to us, and we'll be loyal to you. We'll keep you informed, and you can listen to other shows on our website here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So with that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Katsaris, your mortgage mom. You can listen to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive, all the time. time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded.